Okay, so welcome to All The Way podcast, episode five. And in this episode, we are going to be rounding off being self-aware. So this one is called Self-Aware Part Two. Uh, The one thing I want you to get from this is still a continuation from the first one, is being self-aware is a powerful thing and it's one of the best things that you can do. Take the time to get to know you. Um, In the first episode, we looked at so many different things. Um, We looked at how when you take the time to get to know you, it's a very liberating experience because you just are your best self when you are you to the fullest. In this day and age, we kind of, we almost like we try and um, create an image for ourselves. And sometimes it works. And in the first episode, we talked about how sometimes that can actually work for you. But deep down in you, there's almost like this feeling that, nah, like there's more to me than this, or I can do better, or there's, I feel like I need to live out my truest self. And when you do that, and when you have the bravery to actually make that step to be able to live out your core self, your true self, it's a very liberating experience and it's probably the best you'll ever make. And your life actually gets better when you live out the fullest of you. And the reason why I wanted to do this second part is because some of the things that you can look for while you're on this journey to finding out who your true self is and some of the things you'll be able to understand. And one, the very first thing I'm just going to go straight in is that the right people will start to come around you when you start to understand who you really are. The right people will start to come around you when you start to understand who you are. And the beautiful part is the wrong people will start to leave as well when you actually become who you're meant to be. And it, it's not an easy process because some people you want in your life who aren't meant for you, and some people who you don't want in your life um, somehow manage to stick around. But you you have a choice, and it's up to you. You have to be your most authentic self. And what I want to talk about in this episode is the almost like the process of, and the process and the results of being your full self. So we'll start with the process. Listening to others. One of the best ways that you can be self-aware is getting the balance right between listening to yourself and listening to others. It's um, people who you trust. So how do you get to know who you listen to? It starts with people that you trust. And one of the self-awareness techniques or tools that you can use, um, if you go away and Google it, you'll be able to find one on the internet. It's called the Jahari Window, which is a fantastic tool to help you understand Um, you and uh, the people closest to you as well and the way that it works is you get a list of about 100 words maybe 50 to 100 words and you are asked to circle six words that best represent you you keep that list and don't show it to anybody else of the words that you circled and highlighted as yes this six words are represented of me and then you give that same list of 50 to 100 words, they have to be the exact same words, and you give it to six people. Six people closest to you. People who you work with, people who you live with, you could do it with a roommate, you could do it with um, your spouse, you could do it with your partner, you could do it with um, your manager, you could be, do it with people who you are in your team. Just basically anybody who's around you day to day, 
uh, a lot of the time. And what happens is they pick their six words who to describe you. And what happens is at the end of it, you, you almost split into four categories. You get the words that you both agree on. You get words that you said, but they didn't. And then you get words that they said that you didn't. And then you get words that are almost like you um, that are in a, in a, in existent. You know the rest of the words basically. And the reason why this test is such a fantastic tool to use is because it reveals what we call a blind spot. And our blind spot is the words that the people around you say that you are, that you don't necessarily say that you are. So the words that you, of the six words that you've picked don't match some of the words that the people around you have said. And that is what you call a blind spot. And beautiful part about a blind spot is, is it just it's like a 360 view. They people can you can only see with your two eyes a certain level of degrees of how far you can see. But 360 degrees, people can see the the, the fullness of you um, because they're around you the most. Now, if you want to take it up at the next level, give that same list of 50 people, 50 words, um, 50 to 100 words to six people who kind of know you. So these could be people like the receptionist that you walk past every day, but don't particularly um, stop and have deep conversations with, just general chit chat. Um, this is, could be people that work in a different team to you. Uh, this could be people that, you know, you don't see often like your, I don't know, maybe your cousins or distant relatives, people you don't see that often. And they can give you an opinion of their six words and that they could be completely different. And that's what I did. So I picked 12 people and I got two different lists, um, which is really, really good. So all, all the purpose of this, that of the Johari window is that it reveals your blind spots. You can see how you believe that you are. People can pick up on that as well because that you will find some similarities in the words that you have, but there will also be some words that creep up that um, are words that people describe you as, but you don't describe yourself as, and they're what's called your blind spot. And it's just a great way of being able to understand, oh, this is the perception I'm giving off. And once you're aware of that, you can adjust it. Or you can say, you know what, I like it and um, I, don't, I don't want to change that. So that's a really good tool for being self-aware. And you can't be the best you without self-awareness. So you need to take the time to get to know yourself. And the Johari window is a fantastic tool in order to be able to do that. Um, once you get to know you and who you are and what you're about, uh, study the greats who are in your field um, that match who you are. So, for example, you know, I went away and decided, you look, this is who I am. I am a trainer. And I went away and started studying the people who are really good at training, who are close to me. And one of them is a guy called Jason Bradbury, who's one of my, you know, people who I worked with. And he was showing me the ropes and he almost like became like a, you know, took me under his wing kind of thing and showed me how to deliver and what it means to really you know hold the room and showing up early before the training's due to start and how you set up the room and if you've got a big group how you manage that how you just all the different techniques that you can use to be a good trainer and I love the way that he did you know did his sessions and 
even as an observer, I would like find myself getting involved in the activities and, and, and the, the learning points, which is really, really good because that's the mark of a really good trainer. If I can, you know, I, I'm not meant to be there to actually be a participant. I'm meant to be there to uh, just to watch him, how he does things. And I found myself getting involved, which is a really good thing. And one thing that really stood out for me is Jay's, Jason's really good at making anybody, even if you're a complete stranger, anybody feel relaxed immediately. His way of doing that is through humour. And he'll just crack a joke or it's very lighthearted and, you know, it's coming from a good place. And his way of being able to get connect with people is through humour. So throughout the whole day, he'll be cracking jokes, he'll be having a bit of banter with different people from different sites, sometimes giving people stick. Uh, but it's all good. It's coming, as I say, it's coming from a loving place. But when he did that, in my mind, I was watching him, bearing in mind, I'm observing, I'm trying to find my style. And the first thing I tried to do was I tried to do jokes like him. So when it was my turn to try and uh, run my own training sessions, I remember I cracked a joke for the first time. It went down like a lead balloon and I was felt awkward for the rest of the day delivering the training. And in myself, I made a decision to go away and reflect on that. And why didn't that day work? And why did you feel some type of way when you were delivering the training? And it was because I was trying to be and deliver in a way that wasn't my natural style. I tried to deliver Jason's way, which is through humor and having a crack and all this kind of stuff, but still getting the work done. Whereas that's not my style. And over time, I didn't realize this in the beginning, but over time I'd gone away and found out that my style is more information and inspiration. Information and inspiration. And I use that throughout my, my story. So for example, I will use quotes from other people, um, people who I look up to. I will use information um, that I have to try and inspire stories. I'll give uh, people uh, interview clips and I'll, I'll play videos in the middle of my training sessions just to amplify the point and the, the exercises that I'm trying to do. And I'll really try and make sure the exercises that we go through really hit home in a personal way. That's my way of being able to get make sure that my trainings come out the best for my, my work. And that works for me. That really does make me feel fulfilled. I feel energized by the end of training sessions and people can connect with it. Like I'll put up inspirational quotes and stuff like that. And I'll never forget one of my training sessions. I, we was talking about, I was talking to supervisors and I was telling them the importance of not letting chaos get inside them. And the way that I did that was showed them a quote of a boat. And they said that a boat doesn't sink because of the water around it. The boat only sinks because they let the water get inside the boat. And then it goes down. And it was just basically saying that, look, you know, you can be around a lot of chaos and you can be fine. But when, once you let the chaos get in you, you go down and the rest of the team is affected badly. So I tried to deliver that and that's when I showed them that quote. And then it was a two day course and they came back on the second day uh, when I showed them the quote on the first day and said, Simeon, I've seen a, um, that quote on Facebook last night while I was scrolling through uh, yeah, social media and um, it just really hit home what you said. And that's 
to me was that confirmation that yes, this is the way that I'm going to be able to deliver training and get through to people. And then he said, hopefully, uh, that that really, to me, that really stuck out in my mind, the fact that he's actually engaged in the message that I was trying to convey. Um, so my way of being able to deliver training is inspiration and information rather than cracking jokes, um, which is, which is, which works for me. And, you know, some people love Jason's jokes and some people love my, you know, more information and inspiration, but I can't live off trying to do things another person's way. I have to be able to be comfortable with doing things my way and what works for me. And, you know, I don't get me wrong, I try and do my best to incorporate different styles to elevate my game. But just while I'm trying to find my feet, I had to find my style first. And once I'm centered in that, then I can really branch out and start doing more. So the, one of the ways that I really wanted to talk about was um, how I started to become more self-aware. And I'll just give you a couple of things that I think that might be really good and useful to you. Uh, whether you take them or not is up to you, but I know that it worked for me, so I just wanted to share them. One of them was um, giving up listening to music in my car. And I, I did this, I, I actually still do this to this day. I don't actually listen to music in my car unless I'm driving along with somebody. If I'm on my own, I, I drive in silence. And the reason why I do that is because I like to reflect on the day before or I like to reflect on what's gone on in the day or what I've listened to as an audio and stuff like that um, because I really feel like that's a good time to really just collect your thoughts and you'll have some of the most amazing uh, epiphanies or aha moments sometimes people call it when you're just driving in your car doing something menial and when you're in silence it really can, can, can be a powerful tool and when you do that you start to get ideas and you start to get insights and just almost like a divine connection starts to happen when you're on your own. And when you do it, especially in your car for a long period of time, uh, when you're traveling, it's just a really good way of being able to get centered. And when you're centered and still, you can really get to know you better. The second way that I wanted to um, talk about getting to know you is uh, no social media before 9 a.m., that is one of the other, the last thing that I'm going to share with you that I've done that I've really picked up on and I I love and I, I think it's a fantastic way of being able to just set your day up right and I'll talk about this in another episode about preparation but no social media before 9am is a rule that I, you know, I use daily in my routine and it just helps me to stay focused on me because I found that when I... When I'd plan my days or um, what I wanted to do, I can get lost in social media and just end up just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And one thing leads to another and you end up, you know, all over the Internet. And it's almost like you lose track of where what you're trying to do and you can lose track of what you're the, the flow that you're trying to get into. And you can't do that always when you're, you know, scrolling. So I, I make sure that I use social media to be able to... Um, just get centered and understand me and understand what I'm doing so that I can give my best when I'm in, you know, a room full of people. Let's say I'm in a meeting or um, I'm delivering a training. So those are just a couple of ways. So no social media before 9am and I gave up music listening to it in my car. 
and um, yeah, that, that's just my my ways of doing it. I would love to hear your ways of being able to find out how you become more self-aware, the books you read, the conversations you have, who who the people that you look to. Um, so listening to others is a fantastic one as well. Um, taking the time just to get to know you is such a good tool. And I could t- talk about this a little bit more, but I want wanted to wrap this one up. Uh, but it's a really, really good tool that you can use to get to know yourself. Um, let me know how you get on. And till next time, I'll see you. Thank you.